so this morning we hear in the scriptures and actually in the opening song, the word worthy or worth. Something to reflect on a little bit this morning. Worth is basically two elements. What one person is willing to pay for something and what one person is willing to sell something for. Amen? No, so if I say amen, you respond, amen. Amen? Like you believe it. Amen? Thank you. It's to keep you awake. All right? So recently I was in uh, Europe for a while, and I came back. And if you've been to Europe, they never sell you a big Coke with ice in it. They just give you, like, these little teeny things. And then when you ask for ice, they say, like, how many cubes do you want? Knock yourself out. Fill that glass up, all right? So I'm in New York City. We're in, in the airport, and I've got about an hour and a half layover. And I just want a Coke. So we go to this restaurant, and I look at the price. It was $4.50 for a Coke. Am I willing to pay that? Is it worth it? And I thought, all right, I'm not usually going to pay $4.50 for a Coke, but this time I'm going to do it. So I get this Coke. Well, I've been in a conversation with some friends, and gal comes back and she goes, do you want a refill? I said, sure. So refill this. Four times I do that. You see where this is going, right? So they bring me the bill. Refills were not free. $18 worth of Coke. Was it worth it? Yeah, actually it was, right? It was. I'm not, not going to lie to you. But, but what are things worth? Like, we, we do this, we make this evaluation all the time. Is it worth it? Like, you go out to Chipotle, is it worth it? You go to Taco Bell, is it? Taco Bell is always worth it. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Angels giving birth in your mouth, all right? So, grilled cheese sandwich, three bucks, Five bucks? What about a grilled cheese sandwich that had the image of Our Lady on it? All right? So let's take a look at that. Okay, you see it? You have to look at it close, but you see Our Lady? How much is that worth? Well, it was actually sold on eBay for $28,000. All right, what about the next one? Armor for a guinea pig. All right, you can actually do this. You can, how much is that worth? Anyone? $1,000? $24,000 for armor for a guinea pig. All right, next one. Okay, we have a, a Dorito that looks like uh, the Holy Father's mitre, all right? How much is that? What is, seriously, what is somebody willing to pay for this? What is it worth? It is worth $1,200, all right? What about, who here is from Illinois? Okay. Right. What are you willing to pay for a cornflake? that looks like Illinois. All right, what's it worth? It is worth $1,500. Some people need to get a life, all right? And finally, what are you willing to pay for a Cheeto that looks like a gorilla? I, I kid you not, you guys, these are all true. And somebody was willing to pay and said it was worth $99,000. Amen. So what is it worth, right? Gospel today. It says, are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without the Father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. That's not so impressive. 
Scripture goes on to say, so do not be afraid. Are, so do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. You are worth more. We live in a world that wants to define worth for us. It wants to define what you're, I mean, it's, it's all of our life. I mean, you're going to get up and you're going to get a job and you're going to have a career and you're going to have a house and people are going to begin to define your worth by that, by, by how much money you make. So that's, I mean, literally you go on and you say, what is a person worth? Well, they're worth whatever. I mean, all the, the movie stars and all that, there's a website and all they do is they determine what somebody is worth and they define that by how much money you have, by how big of a house, by what kind of a car. But the scripture says, you are worth more. More than what? You see, I think particularly in your world, as a, as a high school student, your world is, is all about defining worth and defining value. I mean, everything that you do right now, you go to school and, and you go and you take a test and you are now given a grade, you are valued, right? And you are a B student, Right? Or this is worth an A, or, or you are a starter. So your value and your worth is the fact that you start on the basketball team or you're the starting core, whatever it is, that that is what gives you value and worth. But brothers and sisters, those are not the things that define us, amen? They are not the things that give us worth, but we live in a world that continually wants to define your worth and your value by those things, right? So if you are great at theater, that you have more value or you have more worth, we objectify people, and we look at them, and we begin to rank them. They're a six. They're a seven. She's an eight. She's a nine. She's a four. You are worth more, but we live in this world that wants to be able to define our value and our worth, and, and we begin to, to move towards those things. We begin to move towards people that want to define our worth as more valuable, that we have more worth with this group, so we move towards the athletes because, because they say that we have more worth and we feel more valuable with this group, or we move towards the group that loves music because we have more value, or the gamers because they recognize and they see us and notice. So we begin literally to look around, who is going to give me more value? Who do I have more worth with? And we begin to gravitate. We begin to move towards them because they give us worth. But you are worth more. But here's what a crazy thing begins to happen, you guys, is, is we begin to sell ourselves to whomever is going to say that we have the most value because that is what it's about, that I'm willing to sell a thing is worth what somebody is willing to buy it for and what somebody is willing to sell it for. And we begin to sell ourselves to the group or the person or whatever who tells us that we have more value and more worth. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking that you literally sell yourself, Amen. Right, like I'm not saying you go and you sell yourself for money. I mean, that would be illegal, right? Maybe not in Las Vegas, but here, that's illegal, right? So we're not going to sell ourselves for money. But we might for attention. Yeah, we, we might be willing to do things and sell ourselves if somebody notices us or pays us compliments or spends time with us. We might be willing to sell ourselves to increase our status or our likes 
or our reputation. The thing is, is we're not a property. We're not a piece that can be sold and bought. And yet, we live in a world that says, in fact, we can, and that we draw our value and our worth by what other people are willing to pay, what they're willing to do. And I remember I was doing a retreat, and it was for high school kids, uh, 16-year-olds, uh, juniors in high school. And you know those really nice little, uh, very flattering Catholic uniforms? This one gal, she had a little Catholic plaid skirt on and all that kind of thing that just looks great. Amen? She says to me, Father, do you know what I do on the weekends? I said, I don't know. You're a cheerleader? No. Do you work the rest? No, no, no. She goes, Father, I go across the border. She lived in the border of her state. She goes, I go into the other state, and I go to the strip club that's down the road there, and, and I take off my clothes, and I strip in front. This 16-year-old girl, she says, I strip in front of people. Because they make me feel valuable. Because they cheer for me. And they clap. And they tell me I'm beautiful. You are worth more. And yet we live in a world that wants to define your value, your beauty, your dignity, your worth. Now it's easy for us to look at her and say, I would never do that. Right? But what would we do? Where do we go? Where do we look for whoever gives us the most attention and the most value that we begin literally, we go here and maybe this group or, or this person or that we begin, it becomes this cycle of this rat race and we're just looking for somebody to tell me that I have value and beauty and worth and dignity, that I'm good and, and we'll go to whoever and honestly we'll do just about whatever we need to do for somebody to just tell me you have value and we'll sell ourselves to be told that we're worthy. Which brings me to a friend of mine. She was a student, and I remember the first time I met her. She was maybe 19, 18 or 19 years old, and she had, I, yeah, she had this attitude, right? This attitude that a teenage girl can have, which is so fantastic and wonderful, amen? And like I would talk to her, and she just had this massive chip on her shoulder, and, and she just kind of always crusty and angry, and I began to just talk with her and share with her and, and talk to her about the value that she had value and worth and beauty and dignity, and she would just scoff at me and dismiss me. And one time she said to me, she said, Father Dave, you have no idea what I have done. You have no idea what my past is. And brothers and sisters, my guess is I can figure it out, right? Because there's only so many things that we can do, and I have heard it all. But what had begun to happen is she had began to define herself. Her value and her worth was because of the things that she had done. She said, Father Dave, I went to those little Steubenville conferences that you did, and I signed those little cards and all that. But she said, when I was 16, 14 years old, my mother was killed in a car accident. And she said, my world began to spiral out of control. And she said, my dad became distant. And she says, I can only, I can imagine what he was going through. His wife had been killed and the mother was, and, and, and there was this, this, I felt alone. And she said, Father Dave, I began to do things that I promised I would never do because somebody would pay attention to me. And you tell me that I have value and you tell me that I have worth, but you have no idea. And I'd continue to talk to her about the one who gives her value. 
about the person who gives you worth. Well, one of the days we were talking, and she was just fiddling, and, and she was kind of nervous, and she was sitting in her chair, and she was just fiddling with this penny, with a penny, not this penny. A couple of days later, I come into my office, and there's a note underneath my door. She says to me, Father Dave, I was thinking about that penny I was playing with the whole time we were talking. Pennies go through a lot of stuff, too. They get passed from person to person. They get dropped in the mud. They get stepped on. But no matter how dirty and beaten up they get, their worth stays the same. You know, some pennies have an easy life because they're all shiny. But then you get the black ones. And you know that they've been through a lot. It's just like people. Some of us are shiny, and some of us are dirty and beaten up. But we are all of equal worth, and we are all loved. I feel like I'm one of those dirty pennies in the gutter, but you picked me up, you brushed me off, and you showed me that I have worth. You told me a lot about a God who loves me and doesn't want me to hurt or to hate or to be angry. And for the first time, I'm starting to think that maybe that could be true. Jesus tells us this morning that you are worth more. But how much more? You are worth the Son of the living God to come to earth and to offer his very life for you. No matter what your past is, no matter what your history is, no matter what you've done, no matter what you haven't done, the Lord comes to earth and he wants to be able to show us his worth. You are worth so much, I am willing to be able to come man. I'm willing to take on flesh. I'm willing to become weak like a human person is. You are worth so much that I am willing to allow myself to be beaten, to be stripped, to be vulnerable, to have a crown put around my... You are worth so much. The scripture tells us that you have been purchased, right? The scripture tells us that you have been purchased. If you have been purchased, brothers and sisters, at a great price, you are worth more, more than anything that we could possibly imagine, more than anything that I could ever pay. It is not possible for me to pay what you are worth, but it is possible for one. Paul tells us in Romans that God proves his love. So God proves how much we are worth, and he comes and he suffers and dies, and he bleeds for us to show what we are worth. He will come here in this altar and once again empty himself and allow us to take him into our very lives, to allow us to consume, because you are worth more. Brothers and sisters, in this world that we live that defines us by value and worth, by the things of this world, I suggest that we allow the Lord to speak to our heart and allow him to speak to us intimately and personally and say to you this morning, that you are, you are worth more. Amen?